Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast. I am Ryan Baser, your host, and today is episode 24. And we're excited to have uh, a repeat uh, guest join from episode nine, Jake at Sticky Ipsy. Jake, thanks for uh, being on again. Setting a good precedent. No better way to spend the holiday season with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to go ahead and uh, introduce my two co-hosts, and then we'll get into the uh, special Christmas edition. Tom Beller at uh, Real Leaf, what's going on? Where are you at? I'm actually at home today, Ryan, uh, with the pooches. Since we're going to be trying some products, I figured might as well get comfy. I like it. I like it. Kevin at True Cannabis, what's happening? Saw you a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. Enjoying a little pregame before the pregame, so yeah. So today uh, we were going to just uh, do a, like a special tasting edition, let you guys know on some of the products and um, celebrate the holidays, but so much fluctuation has happened in the cannabis market. It's it's wild. Uh, I was over at Sticky Ipsy uh, uh, Friday with uh, with Jake, and uh, you know we were talking about it, and I've talked more about it. So we're going to get into that. But uh, I also wanted to give a quick update on Michael Thompson. Uh, did receive clemency from from uh, Governor Whitmer yesterday. We're super excited. He should be home. Uh, definitely worth some applause. Definitely worth some uh, some applause. We should be home. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm, I'm having connectivity issues. Oh, okay. Okay. Not you're you're uh, you're forgiven. Our uh, special effects man. But so he's he's going to be home uh, beginning of the year sooner than uh, than later, and you know we really hope that's the uh, kind of like the momentum builder. And there's been so much positive feedback. I like to watch on social media. Usually uh, the governor's getting taken uh, you know a lot of uh, uh, bad words from uh, to say the least from one side and uh, from a lot of people, and it was positive on both sides, which I really hope that spurs her to know. What a what a winning issue it is uh, for the general for the people and uh, you know this this can get it going. So once again, that's awesome. There's many more to go. Um, with that, I want to uh, I'll let you guys know what I'm on. I've got a Redemption Willie's Escape Cake grown by Drew Cannabis, but I also yep there you go. I also have something that uh, it's upside down. No, my buddies at uh, NLG uh, get dropped off today, and this is the Night Terror live rosin uh disposable cart and uh, i'm one of only 50 in the world with these right now so i feel pretty special it's a game changer really excited hope to see nlg on the regulated market uh in the coming year so uh what do you got over there jake and uh how's everything going if you want to introduce yourself a little bit again uh you know you've been on before so episode nine if you want the whole story uh, audience but what's up jake Everything's good, man. Um, yeah, I got two stores right now, Ipsy and Detroit, two thriving markets. Um, everyone knows we're dying for Detroit to go recreational, but hopefully within the next year we'll get there. Uh, Sticky Southfield is coming in 2021. Uh, we're shooting for a March opening. Uh, Sticky Ipsy, we're moving to our new building March 1. Um, and we also have a purchase agreement for Battle Creek. So cool. we're growing fast, man. We, we want the outlets. Like, like I said, I come from the restaurant hospitality group from episode nine. 
So I love taking care of people. <laughs> I guess the outlets and the stores have been kind of my hospitality retail. And it's been a way to just, you know, have a family and, you know, create. I, I love selling weed, man. I've been doing it too long. But uh, today I am smoking. Uh, Ryan, actually, Bullet Buds, man, you hooked me up with them. I got his rainbow mints in my grinder right now. Oh, I love Bullet Buds. Yep. It is fire. And then uh, I got my girls at Narvona. Uh, I was smoking on, this is their lemon butter. Um, okay. I just, they grow good weed. I saw their grow. They got 6,000 plants up in Mount Morris. And uh, they do it the right way, man. So That's good. They're doing, yeah, they're doing a great job on their packaging as well. Yeah, no, of course. And they're nice girls. So those, that's what I'm smoking right now. Awesome. And I just want to say, uh, yeah, Jake talked about his uh, his passion is helping people in the retail. And uh, I was at the uh, the store on Friday doing a, a vendor day. I had a blast meeting all the staff. And they were jamming and jamming away. It's a good store. It's well stocked. It feels good. And uh, it is, uh, it's a it's a great vibe in there. So um, yeah, uh, I, 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 we have the best job in the world. We get to sell weed. Like, if we're not having fun. We're doing something wrong. Like, come on. Yep. Tell me, man. Yeah. What, yeah. Without it. No doubt. No doubt. Kevin, what uh, what do you got over there? So I'm just, uh, I'm smoking on a little bit of uh, some silver LA that I got from a, a good friend of mine that's a caregiver. Um, yeah. It smokes really good. It's a, it's a hybrid. So it's pretty good for the middle of the day. Still get the, the up buzz a little bit, but uh, also a little bit of pain relief. So uh, good citrus flavor. And it uh, seems to smoke pretty good, so pretty happy with it. Excellent. Will we be seeing that in the regulated market? We will eventually. Um, in time, we uh, we're trying to kick off that Renson project that we're working on, and as soon as we get that up and running, we'll have uh, two thousand more plants to be working with, and that's going to be a game changer for us. So we're super wait, excited oh, yeah. for that. Yeah, twenty twenty one, man. We're coming. We're coming. I can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, yeah. And Tom. Yeah. Tom uh, Look comfortable over there in the great up north, uh, sun shining. Uh, you got your dogs, and uh, what are you dabbing? Your mic's not on, Tom. Oh, yep, you're muted, Mike. Yep. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm having connectivity issues. Everything's all weird today from home. Uh, some Kalkushka batter. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I've got some of the lilac diesel nuggets here that soon to be uh, redemption Ooh, yeah, uh, nice. flower. That's real nice. And, I was there yesterday. Uh, also, look at this. Look at that. About to spark Ooh. this baby up. It smells correctly, too. It is. Yeah, look at these neat little tubes. Those are nice. Nice. Classic, nice. though. You can't find these anymore. Nope, they're, uh, they're, those glass tubes are actually uh, going to be going away, but they will be around to always be given to bud tenders at stores for the rest of Redemption. Mm -hmm. So um, I got some new packaging coming. It's off the United States. It's awesome. But with that, Jake, uh, I want to get into this, uh, the, what, what's happening, because you are the, the, the retailer here, and you got a different perspective uh, than us. But really, six weeks ago, you know, like uh, prices started coming. Uh, some big guys really went down and then even in the last like probably day but three or four days five days it's everything's happening so like do you want to kind of give a little story and summary from a retailer side i know uh it's good yeah. for the retailers um from my side yeah man i've been getting squeezed for years people charging too much for weed 
Um, <laughs> you know, thank God I got a finance degree from Michigan State, so all the economics and the money makes sense. It's supply and demand. The supply is finally reaching the demand, and now the supply is exceeding the demand. People have electric bills to pay. People have, you know, staff to pay, and it's they got to move their product no matter what. And now I get to pick and choose. It's just, man, for the customers, it is so good. You should not have shells full of fifteen and twenty dollar gram. Um, I'm putting a sticky up. I'm throwing out a five dollar gram today um, <laughs> for the holiday season, so people can come in and get an eighth for seventeen fifty plus that. Um, wow, that's that's nice. We need it. I mean, it's, and plus, I mean, Ryan, you and I have talked about this. The more affordable we make it in the stores, the more we're gonna we are gonna close out the black market. That's um, the only people, way you do it. That's why people go to the black market now because it is cheaper. Um, if we can start to compete with that, people will come to us. They'll pay slightly more for you know tested stuff. People want to know exactly how much THC they're getting. They want to know their dosage, and of course, they want to make sure nobody's using pesticides or anything. I mean, these are all common sense things. So it it's been good. I, I just like seeing the look in the patient's face and the customer's face. To be honest, man, it's it's nice to see. They get a sense of relief right now. Yeah, that is that is uh, that's very cool. What uh, uh, you, you know before the show, you even mentioned you know uh, because distillate prices went up through the roof about three or four months ago, higher than oh than, than live yeah. resin, you know. And uh, you know, I thought pe- people were probably thought they were going to ride that. I know there's fifty thousand pl- outdoor plants that came down, but what are you seeing on that? The same instance of people having to pay bills and uh, um, a little behind, and uh, what's going on with the distillate market right now? What do you see um, retailing? My cost on carts has basically been cut in half, pretty much. Um, it's been insane, and this was over like a 14-day period. It's wild. This was not like a gradual thing. They were one price, and then they came down, and then they came down. And I'm not kidding. They came down like 40 to 50%, um, depending on the brand. So I'm not a firm believer in carts. I'm more of a flower guy, but it does seem that's the way the market's trending right now. And mm-hmm. people left. You want to go pay a hundred dollars for a cart? I mean, I guess we're spoiled because we've been living in caregiver land our whole lives. But it, it's hard to go pay a hundred bucks plus tax for a full grand cart. It's not. Uh, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't think it's fair to the customers. Um, so, yeah. see. Jake, not what do you think? Uh, distillate. Say again, Jake. Jake, what do you what do you think is the main factor for for the fluctuation? I mean, it's that's pretty crazy. We've seen it kind of like uh, steadily move up and down over the course of you know the last three years now, and now we've seen this dramatic shift. What what was the what was the big crunch? Um, either people were sitting on too much product and they weren't talking about it, or I mean, I hate to be the conspiracy theory, but somebody might suck some in the system. Like, let's be honest, <laughs> if people speak stuff in. Let's not pretend we're all 100% legit and all that stuff because we all know that everybody isn't. So We are was, on this show, but obviously... Uh, well, of course yeah, I do think it's hard to do. That's what I like. <laughs> it's hard to play by the rules and see the guys not play by the rules and get away with it. Yep. That was the move that got the caregivers kicked out of the market in the first place, though, and it was actually it wasn't the caregiver's fault. It was a licensed facility. Yeah. Correct. <clears throat> Won't name names. Very few people know that, but yes, that is 100% correct. Yep, and especially so, as so, oh, go ahead, Kevin. No, I was just going to follow up. So, what, what do, you, do you think Croptober uh, played any, any part in that? I know that um, we saw uh, uh, sales kind of dip at the dispensaries. Um, do you think that that was the fallout uh, yeah, that we're going through now? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there's there's that. Then stimulus dried up. People are hurting. 
Um, End you know, of year, deferred taxes yep. from 2019. Everything. There's a perfect, perfect storm. Uh, shit storm, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and what do you see? Hey, Tom, as far as with you, I know like one of the things uh, uh, we get along so well business-wise is you're all about relationships and you know, you had flour, like your white mo that tests at 33% and you know, you could have got 4,505 grand and you were, you were way under market on that. And you always did. And we were about building relationships and you did. How did that go? You know, on that end, because, uh, it was really interesting for me. I can tell about my end, but I'm interested here. Uh, you. Yeah. Well, we've always been, uh, we've kept a, a system where we would have a range of prices that we would never deviate from above or below uh, during when, when things were up, people charging four to five thousand dollars a pound. If we had anything over thirty three percent, you know, there was no way I would ever you could ever charge four thousand dollars a pound. All you're going to do is drive cu the customers to the black market. I mean, that's really what we're trying to do is be inclusive, be competitive with the black market. And you saw it with the outdoor come in. You know, and, and, and what we're talking about here with prices coming down. But, uh, you know, so we've had to make an adjustment for sure. We saw prices, you know, we saw orders slow down and, you know, kind of happened overnight almost. So we've had to make some adjustments. But for the most part, our uh, our relationships have held held pretty true. Just so we don't have to uh, try and compete with these uh, extremely low um, prices out there at this point because people didn't have the um the brains to uh to form a relationship instead they were they were hosing uh mm -hmm. places and people remember that you know i think about it the way that i'd want to be treated if i had my own store you know i'd want to make sure everyone was, could could make money and stay afloat but you're not pushing people which you, if you push customers away you get really like one chance with people so you know that's kind of where we always stood it, it it has helped for sure but yeah we've definitely noticed a slowdown Tom, it got so bad. People were charging. I'm not even kidding. People were charging like 3,500 for we that tested like 10 percent, 11 percent. And you're mm. just, like, man, that's that. that's insane. That was pretty close <laughs> to what we would charge for something for like that's 30 percent, yeah, almost. You know, and that's like that's crazy too to me. That's like that's a really good price. You know, that's uh, you know, and things weren't going to stay that way forever. And people that came in with their pro formas and the whatever and over promising under delivering not knowing the site natural cycles of the cannabis market before getting mm -hmm. into it to know that this time of year is historically always this way no matter if it's now or 20 years ago or 15 or you know it's just how it goes in michigan you have a crop that comes in usually <laughs> see a slowdown but now with licensing if finally have enough growers to start to make a an impact and then you know become competitive that's the only way if people are worried about the black market that's really the only way you're going to make it work because <clears throat> you got prices have to people have to be able to buy a 25 to 50 dollar eighth depending on its quality you know and that's just it makes sense yeah that's that's right on and i'm i'm, I'm thinking about it i'm studying Lansing uh, and, and what goes on around me and at the, at the stores, I watch their weed maps and I'm watching, you know, I'm not going to, I don't need to get into it, but there's some, there's some companies trying to sell their own flour between 50 and 60 and eighth. And uh, they have their premium brand at $70 and eighth right now. And I drive by and there's nobody in the parking lots. And then you go to a couple of the guys that it's we insulting. all know that have been around. 
yeah, for eight, nine years. They got their own grows going. They're running specials on good flower, good flower at $25 rec eights in Lansing. And then, uh, you know, you go up to the botanical company uh, that just opened on the north side that, you know, we're all working with. And um, they've got great rack eights for $35 right now from from driven grow I mean and then my redemption stuff's now at 45 so um the, the it, it really it's 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 awesome to see and uh um watching those models like how many more pro formas like and you 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 try you, if you're t if you're selling at $70 an eighth I guess that was your plan too and you, you told people that so Man, I, I don't know what's going to happen in 2021, but I feel like I'm, there's going to be some implosions, and we might see some um, we might see some people down on American greed even in the future because it's going to get wild uh, with uh, people uh, not being able to pay the bills in, in 2021, and um, the little guys that uh, don't have the overhead and treated people good are uh, are in a great shape in Michigan. So, man. Yeah, we talked about this, Ryan, earlier today, you know, and, and it's like Michigan's such a different market than anywhere else in the country. You know, like just being able to run run of the mill uh, mid grade flour and sell it for 50 and 60 dollars an eighth, like in, in Colorado and California. Yeah, you might have people lining up out the doors, but in Michigan, that's just not going to cut it. This this market flew on the backs of the caregivers for so long that I feel like people are now educated as to, to the quality of flour and what we should be getting and when you're paying 60 or 70 dollars an eighth for something that is subpar to what you can get from let's say your neighbor for a quarter of the price or a third of the price i mean it's just it's it's not gonna fly here it's just not gonna happen well and strong arming people into uh you know stopping to grow their own cannabis and medicine is also not the way to get the market to come to a natural level of where it should be and there's no real grading system you know and uh there really should be because the big problem from the get-go has been the quality of the flower um you have some of these larger grows some of them can grow nice flower but from what i've seen you know you have to you have to price things accordingly if you it's just like you know like beer yeah. a good idea be who you, be who be you more are. than a bud light or a you know milwaukee's best and you sell more bud light in most places than you do other beers i'm sure but at the same time you can't call yourself you know dragon's milk and it actually tastes like just don't like yeah no but that's the one thing i i've it's fascinating nobody people aren't a lot of most most of these stores or companies girls aren't willing to be who you are just be who you are if you're a big grow that's going to pump that out be that if you're trying to market as a crap like a craft cannabis or like just all this stuff like you know that the consumer's too educated and in, in michigan it's way too educated yeah, everybody so. comes in and asks about thc percentage that's all they want that's all they want hmm. so i'm telling you this is going to come like alcohol take it for somebody who came from that business i mean that's how alcohol does it they do state minimum it's going to be i mean i think that's what it's going to boil down to a state regulation they're going to regulate the price of weed based on how strong you guys make it and there's going to be a state minimum like they have in liquor stores. When you walk into Kroger, that's why it says state huh. minimum price. And I really think that's the direction they're going to go because they want to tax the hell out of us. They need money right now. And we're a thriving business. And yeah, unfortunately, I hope they're not listening, but that's what's going to yeah. happen. Well, that, they know. You're not giving them any new ideas, I'm sure. <laughs> it's already expensive enough, you know? No, Let I us know. write things off normally like any other business and then we'll talk. Exactly. And I understand wanting to create revenue and make a better society and use, you know, 
you know, but don't be a hypocrite about it. Well, some of the stuff I'm hearing, guys, is, uh, you know, like there's there's some business, mo- you know, like we talked about, like there's some business models that are really not working now. And uh, um, I'm, we're starting to hear about like a, a, an added push maybe to try to get the caregivers out. They're going to there's going to be people on board with that. That's their solution. I, I, I know it. I'm feeling it. I'm even kind of hearing it. And then, um, you know, even to stop allowing many more grows in the state so like instead of just being better at the business both of those are going to start getting pushed the the act is probably going to get merged next year and there's going to be a free-for-all so that's kind of upcoming um obviously i don't agree with any of that i say just just be good at your 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 job and your business and let's let's let the the best survive but um you guys hear anything about that and what are your thoughts on that um, I haven't heard anything yet. I mean, I've heard about the push to combine medical and, and yeah, I mean, they're going to push. I've heard about the caps, but I don't, th- I mean, it's a free market society. I mean, I guess there's a certain number of licenses they can give out. I mean, they do it to us with the, with the stores. Um, you can only have a certain number of stores based on zoning, based on everything. Um, I don't know. I'm more for the free market. I view us more like restaurants. We're all creating art. We're all creating beauty. You know what? I'm creating a great place with a great experience for people to come buy their meds. You guys are growing the best meds. Um, it's all an art. It's all a passion. And we should all be able to do it and express it in a free world, right? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And that's, uh, I think maybe we're, we're along the lines. Maybe we're trying to do that. We're, I don't want, I'm speaking for myself and I'm probably most of you. I want to do this the rest of my life. There's nothing else. So I'm not thinking about what I'm going to make, how many millions I'm going to make in three years if I sell something or, you know, all these decisions that are being based. So, um, you know, like, yeah, like that's, that's what we got to hold on in Michigan. If we keep it how it is in the free market, like where there's barely any other states that are going to have the competition and, um, you know, Illinois, like, these companies would probably be successful in Illinois and Pennsylvania and Florida because it's limited licenses, but they're not going to be successful here. So in turn, we're going to have the best flower uh, top couple, you know, California, whoever else. Like we're going to be tops in the world. We're going to be the top three of, of best, best cannabis. So, man, I mean, that's awesome. Here. I mean, yeah, Michiganders. I mean, yeah, we know how to make stuff. <laughs> we're good. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's important for for our listeners to understand that these big companies have basically run amok in just about every other state in the country uh, as they've come through and leveraged their 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 money and their power uh, to bully and undermine the process all the way through. Um, it it was it, it's it's been happening here in Michigan. Um, we've pushed back incredibly hard, and and that's been the resistance to them just running amok but but they are absolutely trying to and 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 the whole thing here is is kind of a race to the bottom the quicker we get down to fifteen hundred dollar pounds or a thousand dollar pounds that's the more difficult it becomes for the small guy to to survive and to participate and once they get it down to where it's uh uneconomical for the small guys they'll start to try to buy up all the other businesses and then monopolize it that way and so i think it's important that we all band together and and make sure that we don't allow that to happen we've been doing a great job so far in michigan uh all the businesses that are on the backs of caregivers have have they recognize what's going on and 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 i don't think 
that no matter what these big guys do at this point, their reputation is already preceding them. Uh, they've they've bullied the wrong people. They've they've bullied the caregivers in Michigan. And I think us as a group, we all all the caregivers and all the business owners that are on the back of caregivers need to stand together against these guys and make sure they don't take over our market. Hundred percent. I just don't think. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just agreeing. It was a great statement. After yeah, you, I, you know, what's that? I can't hear you, Jake. Oh, after you, Tom. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just saying I really liked your statement. I think the, the 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 root of that is also from the attitude coming into thinking that you can dominate a market. People wanted like, oh, we're gonna do everything, we're gonna run everything, we're gonna be everywhere and everything to everyone. And it's like it doesn't work like that, really. I mean. This is uh, Michigan's been a strong cannabis state for a long time, and uh, it's you know, there's enough room for people to come in if everyone knows. You know, if we work together, we're like, hey, man, I'm creating this, or this is what I plan on doing, and it's you know, to a certain extent, you know, handled like alcohol or beer, like you're saying. I think that that's probably the way it's going. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Like. Uh... You know, I think there's a lot of people, uh, all four of us on here, um, they, a lot of the guys I know I, I consulted and did a lot of, you know, um, for some big companies coming in and some showed a lot of respect, but there's a lot of arrogance like, uh, hey, we're the smart, we're the MBAs here. You're just a marijuana guy. Let me tell you how business goes and all this and that. And I heard it a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, now um looking at it uh what's going on with that race race to the bottom they're struggling but um i really feel like watching the market like between it's like good brands and good good causes good brands and good product is going to be able to get two to three thousand two to three thousand a pound for a while and you know people that don't have the good brands and uh or you know, maybe ruined it and uh, wholesaled the, the same amount, they're, they're going to be down in that 1500 1400 range. So I think it really favors people like us uh, to have the ability, you know, that, you know, if you're, you're all about the cannabis and building a brand and, and building, you know, the relationship. So I've actually been really, really encouraged about what's happened. I feel a lot stronger for people uh, like us on the, uh, on the wholesaling side, because I've gotten a great response and, uh, really really happy with the relationships that were built and uh so i you know it's a little bit of a shock but i'm 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 actually pretty thrilled uh because i think it's a competitive advantage for for us i think so too made in michigan means something and it is like i say there's an art like yeah the thousand dollar pounds the fifteen hundred dollar pounds are great but to be honest that's like a mid-grade that's gonna be your six to ten dollars a gram like there is nothing wrong. My top guy, even in the caregiver land, I paid my top guy thirty two hundred a pound because I could easily put him on the shelf for twenty a gram, and it sold all the time. And I never got any complaint. It was true art. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of the model that's I follow awesome, now. Like, my top shelf, like I got no problem paying somebody three thousand thirty two hundred a pound. Um, as long as I can get 20 grand for it and it's the best thing on my shelf. And I think that's what makes us all good. I don't know when the world started giving trophies away to everybody, but the best of the best, <laughs> the biggest trophy should get the most for his product. And um, yeah, I, it, it's good to see all the good products and there's competitive 
I mean, people are competing. Um, there's a lot of good weed out there, actually. So it, it's good to see. As a pot smoker, that is love it. That that's great to see because you know, like um, for a lot of years, you know, I I just didn't really go to dispensaries, you know, just because, you know, I was a caregiver and grew myself and I had a good network of friends. But, um, you know, back in the day, I, you know, I was out in Colorado and when, when dispensaries just kicked off out there and the caregivers were heavily involved, there was some really good flour around. And I miss those days of being able to go to a dispensary and pick up something different that you haven't grown before and and then uh, and try it and, and enjoy your smoke. And so uh, to hear that the, the market's coming that way here in Michigan and, and there's some good flour available, that's awesome and exciting to hear. Yeah, and I can't wait for products like this, this like stuff like as far as a live rosin pen to hit the market uh, and and real good. I don't. This is changing my life. Uh, uh, you know, you can take this take this a lot of places, and it's just like doing a to me just that doing a, a wonderful dab. It's uh, it's come a long ways. I was just telling, I was telling you, Kevin, I was that or Kenny. Like I remember having like one of vaporizer fifteen years ago with flour, and it wouldn't work. Now we got you know. This, uh, this wonderful, wonderful technology. So uh, it is it is uh, real exciting. Uh, hey, Jake, what's going on with uh, um, Sticky Southfield? Uh, can you talk about that? Uh, we got our building permit. We're digging our basement. Um, yeah, we're getting that built as fast as we can. We're hoping March 1st. Um, unfortunately, with the whole world shutting down, it's a little harder to get permits, a little harder to catch people in the offices. Um, I mean, we've all worked with our municipalities. Um, they're all hardworking people, and we're not the only business they're dealing with. But yeah, it, it's been slowed down. And uh, what, where's what's the location of the, the cross streets? Oh my gosh, are you ready for this? Twelve Mile Telegraph. Uh, I grew up yeah. there. South Wall Mall. There, there's the best food court and arcade in the world. In like the late '80s, um, <laughs> two hundred and twenty thousand cars a day. Um, and I mean, there's just my friend owns a gas station across the street. He sells more blunt wraps than anybody in the state of Michigan. So I think our clientele, <laughs> right. um, we're going to service. I think it's going to be a focal point and yeah, I'm really, really excited. hundred percent. Yeah. No, I, uh, that's, uh, that's awesome too. And they only had two and, uh, that's why that's uh, an Next exciting, an exciting yeah. license. Maybe Next the three. best in the state. Oh, there's three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Loom was able to obtain a license there, um, and then the other That's surprising. The, uh, <laughs> Cloud Cannabis. Cloud Cannabis. Yep. So, oh, John McLeod. Yeah, yep. I'll be my friends and neighbors, and yeah, I like to get along with everybody. I would really. I try to tell everybody, let's all be friends. We can have fun things. You can do things like Dispo Week. We used to do Restaurant Weeks. I mean, I'm an Ipswich. Why not do a Dispo Week? We all feature mm-hmm. the ones we like the best. We got seven dispensaries. People will come to our city to go in all the countries. It drives traffic. It drives people. It's not only our business, it's other businesses. It's just ways to help. We talk about building a community and uh, just doing what we can. And we got to get more people like us on the cannabis line who want to do things like this to just kind of, we do get too cutthroat, I think, sometimes. And I think we can all kind of more be friends. Yeah, uh, it's fun being friends. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's gonna be fun when uh, things open up again and cannabis events start happening. And you know, we're excited about uh, having a cannabis lounge. And I saw an article yesterday in 
the Metro Times. And it looks like there's a few people uh, based on comments that are working on lounges in different parts of the state. And that's awesome. Everyone's saying they're going to be the first. Uh, uh, I don't know uh, when that when's the best time to open, but um, I'm excited about that because, uh, you know, there's going to be there's going to be all types of brands now with this as this competition. Um, brands got to really start setting themselves apart and grow. So there's going to be probably a lot of free giveaways, I would say, at our lounge from different brands that want to you know, get their product out. Happy hours, which is going to be a, an awesome, awesome scene. So hopefully that's jamming this summer in Michigan and we're all out and about and uh, COVID's a thing in the past. That brings up a weird thought that just crossed my mind. Like, how do you prevent like another brand from infiltrating your space? coming into your lounge and like handing out their stuff you know like security yeah security <laughs> but if uh, yeah. if it's cool you know i don't mind someone coming and giving giving away yeah, anything, yeah, totally. i guess so totally. <laughs> i'll take some so many interesting questions with that business model it's gonna be uh it's gonna be cool to watch it grow and um i'm, yeah. I'm super excited to be able to go up there and, and relax and take in a football game on monday night or or whatever and and uh and be able to smoke it's gonna be awesome yeah That'd be real sweet. Are there any, did Ypsilanti allow lounges, Jake? Um, I think they did allow them. I mean, we're adult youth, okay. so I believe they did allow them. I'm just not sure where they're at or I haven't kept yeah. up. I'm just so focused on business, just trying to keep up with that. Yeah, that's uh, it's wild. Um, any uh, any Christmas specials or uh, what's your guys's, uh, you guys, I know I heard you say you're open. I think tw- uh, th- 20, not 24 seven, but 365. Yeah, what's, uh, what's happening for Christmas and New Year's? What do you do for your employees that that work that? I heard you talking about that. Oh, we give them time and a half. I pay them overtime and then I give them a nice big mm. present. Man. I mean, they're not gonna walk away from Christmas without being high out of their mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and it's all volunteer basis. And I tell them, I'm like, if we don't have enough people to work, then we're not gonna open guys. But you know what, nowadays, like, especially being in a college town, there's always people here who don't have family. And even mm-hmm. that last year was the first year I stayed open for Christmas. And it we did 100 people in six hours. So I just think people, I mean, people are lonely. It's not traditional like when we grew up. When I grew up, everybody went to family. Everything was closed. Now everything's open. People are out. People don't have, you know, family around. So they just want a little human interaction. And it's kind of like, it's, I keep going back. But the centuries are like bars, man. You go in, you talk to your bartender, your, your butt tender, you know your butt tender. You, you know, you get that Christmas joint. You might splurge on yourself and buy that extra grandma dab that you want. Um, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's worth being open. People appreciate being open on the holidays. We put all of our weed uh, on the medical side. We put it all at $10 a gram, everything on the shelf. Uh, on the recreational side, we put everything at $12 a gram. Uh, or Very cool. Uh, and then we do flash sales throughout the day. We make it worth your while to come in. Um, it's fun. Making me want to drive down. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, man, what are you doing, uh, Kevin? You, uh, what, how, what do you do with your crew over the holidays? Uh, what's what's a grower doing? Uh, so the the crew is off for the holidays. Uh, I'm a one man band. I'll cover uh, the shift so the guys can spend some time with their families, and uh, you know I'll just get it done early in the mornings and get home and spend some time with my family. So. Um, it's all good. It's quiet time, and uh, it's 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 like a little bit of a break in the uh, action. So uh, try and enjoy it as best I can. Cool, cool. Tom, what what's Real Leaf doing over the holidays? You guys have shifts. They have time off. Uh, 
What's that look like? Yeah, we're like, <clears throat> yeah, we're just uh, purely uh, volunteer basis, but uh, yeah, we need to have at least three or four people on, so we got it covered. Cool. All right, fellas, uh, we're nearing that time. Uh, had a blast today. Uh, a little bit uh, relaxed, more relaxing show. Uh, a lot of the good things with the market, but uh, we want to give you guys a chance to say uh, say anything to the audience and sign off. So. Kevin, let's uh, go ahead. I just want to thank Jake for being on the show today. Uh, appreciate you coming back on and joining us again. Uh, I wish you the best of luck at uh, Sticky Southfield when it gets up and going. And uh, I hope you guys have a great uh, Christmas and a great New Year. Same thanks, to you Tim. boys too, Ryan and, and, and uh, Tom. You, you guys, too, thanks, thanks. Yeah, you too. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Not yeah. just Jake. Nate, <laughs> you too. You can hear me. Yep. Tom, Be well, uh, always, especially now yeah 2021 man looking forward to 2021 jake it's been weird because i can't see anyone on my end so i've just been staring at myself but uh it's uh <laughs> great to hear you and uh hope you, you guys are well and i uh, look forward to hanging out and talking in 2021 wish everyone a wonderful holiday and uh yeah wellness always Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Tom. Jake. Uh, yeah, guys, it was good to be back, man. I'll come back anytime. It's just, uh, this is my passion. It's what we love to talk about. Like Ryan said, man, I'd work in weed the rest of my life. Um, my whole dream is 24 seats. Come in. I'm going to give you a nice joint to smoke. I'm going to cook you a meal. I'm going to pour you a beer, give you a nice glass of wine, and maybe meditate you out the door and put you in the car. So, uh, <laughs> but Merry Christmas, yeah. all, man. It's, uh, it, it's always a good time. And uh, I like the message you guys stay together. Uh, we're all grassroots. I think that means something. Um, and yeah, we're, we're in 2021, we're going to kill it. Yep. Thanks, guys. Yeah, 2021, uh, really excited. It's awesome getting uh, the ball rolling with Michael Thompson and uh, also three other gentlemen that got out. And there's a lot more. Um, excited about uh the public gets to experience uh real uh real marijuana in michigan with real prices that are competitive lounges and uh 2021 is going to be awesome uh 2020 uh, we made the best of it and uh everyone's doing well and uh with that thanks everyone and uh we'll see you next week for uh for uh, end of the year recap see you guys thanks thanks ryan see ya The Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.